Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on summer preparation for your home. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen. We are back. The mighty, the talented. Ready to share our knowledge and our, our knowledge. humor and our ridiculousness once yeah, in a while. Yeah, my absence you. of humor, your humor. <laughs> my ridiculousness once in a while. So this time around, you know, in the general category is summer preparation, but this time around we're talking about taking a look at your drainage system. That is a good topic. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, again, the $10 fix, $10,000 fix definitely applies here because, for example, I was doing an inspection on a guy, actually, I'm wearing his t-shirt today. Oh, Um, that's what that is. It's the abolitionist movement where they're actually going in and saving children who are forced into service in the sex slave trade. Yes, that's such a good cause. And purely by chance, I inspected his house. Interesting. Really? It was a cool house. It had, a, you know, it had some very cool things about it. And you know, the buyer actually knew him. He says, well, he wrote his books in this room, you know, blah, blah, blah. The guy wrote a number of books that apparently need to be read. But anyway, I inspected that house. And one of the front corners of the house actually had a rain gutter that dropped down on the outside corner of one of those walkway decks at the front of the house. Right. And that deck was, I'm going to say, about eight feet away from the corner of the foundation. Hmm. But what had happened is there was a direct stream bed from where that water dropped out right towards the corner of the foundation. So I told the buyer, I says, hey, you can see where the water has flowed towards the house. You know, you got a window well in that area. You want to make sure that you're not getting water into the window well and into the basement. Right. And, you know, we went and did the rest of the exterior. We got on the roof. We got into the main floor. And one of the last places we did was the basement. We got into that corner of the basement and there was about 100 square feet of concrete that was underwater. Whoa, are you serious? (laughs) And it had been raining a little bit that day. The rain had started after I did the inspection, or after after I'd started the inspection. Right. And yeah, we had quite a bit of water in that space. So that's not good news. Ever, right? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm thinking I just ruined the day of a guy who I think is... Awesome. One of the present day superheroes. Yes. So, you know, typically I get a a little bit of evil pleasure out of ruining a homeowner's day who's not covering his bases. In this case, I felt pretty bad about it. Yeah, you figure he's off taking care of some more important things. Yeah, he's off saving sex slave children, and I'm ruining his day at home. Too bad his basement has been slightly, his water problem has been slightly neglected. So, if you, as the homeowner, you know, do way cool stuff, you still want to make sure that you cover those $10 and $10,000 items. And in this case, the drainage is a key one. You want to make sure you're not getting water draining towards your foundation. Maybe we should make a little donation or encourage people to, so we can, so he can have enough money to take care of that problem. Yeah, I think he's got enough money. By the time you're listening to this, I think he's going to be a major international (laughs) rock star. Uh, The guy is just awesome what he's doing, and the cause is going viral. So yeah, I think he'll be doing okay. He was actually upsizing his home. 
Well, okay. So he, I won't pity him too much okay. then, even if he does have to deal with that little problem. I have another story that I've told before, and that one was a home in a gated community that was vacant. You know, these guys had left, and this was a number of years ago, but it was an $800,000 home then. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what had happened is you had a very large roof that was draining down into a rain gutter, into a drain tube, which drained water right next to the window well. Oh, wow. And, of course, into the window well it goes, heavy rainstorm, the basement filled up with about three inches of water. Never good. Never good. So then they actually have an open house, and all these people are walking through the home, and we've got this massive mold issue in the basement. <laughs> that was bad timing, wasn't it? <laughs> that was not what? very good they, timing. I'm surprised they didn't cancel that open house and take care of the problem yeah, first. Yeah, I, I don't know what the realtor was thinking, but it wasn't pretty. No. As you're doing your preparation, your summer preparation, you want to make sure that you have drainage slopes that are draining away from the house. If they are not, you're going to order a truck full of dirt and you're going to add enough soil near your foundation so that water wants to flow away from rather than towards your foundation and window wells. So I told you once, I've got this landscaping mound that is near my window well. Uh And I just had this idea. Could I take you know, small, like sausage-like looking sandbags and put around there because I, it's so hard for me right now at this point to redo that whole mound and the backside of it does slope toward the window well. So I always have that problem. The natural beauty that comes with sandbags just can't be matched by anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking that they might hide okay behind the bushes and then that way I'd have just a little additional protection from the water going in the window wells. So that would be doable. You do have some other options. I mean, if you've got maybe a corrugated metal that is your window well, you can add another six inches to a foot depending on what's going on. Or I have seen where people just use landscape block and they they build up the perimeter of the window well using something like that. You just kind of vertically stick the landscape block in there? Yeah. And then you're going to place soil, again, to cause a positive drainage slope away from the house. So maybe raise up the window well, just make with, like you said, the corrugated metal, and just kind of pound it in around there and raise it up. Yeah, raise up the window well height Mm. however you Mm. can, and then you add soil so that you're getting the drainage away from rather than towards the foundation, and you're in much better shape. That way I don't have to tear out all of my shrubs and plants. And <clears throat> Because only Heidi can get away with sandbags at her <laughs> mansion. <laughs> so well, another that's thing why I, I asked the pro, <clears throat> so I could rethink my stupidity. Like I said, <laughs> once in a while I have to share my ridiculousness so Garth can put me back in line. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like herding cats, Heidi. <laughs> I did a home, and this one was years ago, where I'm going to say that home was built about 1948 or so, and Grandpa actually had a sidewalk there a few feet away from his the backside of his house, and that sidewalk had settled to where it actually sloped now towards the house. Ooh. And, of course, Grandpa also did not have a rain gutter, so the water was dropping from the roof directly down where it hits the sidewalk, which is sloped towards your foundation. Mm. And now all that water that should be directed away from the house is actually directed right towards the foundation. Mm. And no surprise, because I'm telling this story, but you've got that entire wall that was wet, and it was molding up everything that was against that wall. Uh. You had boxes, you had storage, you had you know this massive mold colony. So going right through the concrete foundation, the, right. the moisture was. Right. 
And in this case, yeah, it was coming through some holes that were here and there, but it was most notably getting between the concrete floor, which is also known as the slab, and the concrete wall. There was that gap between the wall and the floor. Oh, yes. And that's where it likes to creep in. And it, creep is a good word. So even it. if you've got a 12 or a 10, 8 foot basement, you still have to worry about the water running down the side of the wall of the foundation and then going into the right. basement floor. It is common for people to tar the exterior of the foundation to try and keep water away. And that's not a terrible idea, but it is not a solution. I see. So I tell people the only way to make sure that the inside of the foundation is dry is to make sure the outside is dry. Mm. And this is done by good drainage management and by drain tubes. Let's talk about drain mm, tubes. Let's do. Didn't know that was a solution. So, you know, in 1960, when I was growing up, my parents had something of a splash block occasionally, or sometimes they just let the water run near the corners. And sometimes they had a positive drainage slope, and sometimes they didn't. But there weren't any headlines about mold back in 1960. Right. It so was kind you, of accepted almost, I yeah, think. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if your basement flooded, it was something that just happens every few years. So you take the carpet out, you dry the place out, and you're good. Right. And that is no longer considered okay. So now what we have to do is, you know, splash blocks are not enough. You need to actually have a drain tube that drains water well away from the foundation. Mm. I like to say at least six, eight, ten feet. You know, generally what I will do is as the inspector, you know, we'll be standing and discussing the subject near a corner. And I'll tell people, you know, the water needs to come out to where we're standing. Garth always makes me feel so inadequate. <laughs> I, I need to run to the local home improvement store and buy myself an extender right today. Yeah, and those are the black plastic corrugated. Right, exactly. And you have a couple of options there. Obviously, the goal is to get the water away from the house. Now, if you bury the end of those, and I actually had this discussion very recently, if you're burying the end, that's called a drain to a blind sump. And I tell people it's blind because it, it's a hole in the ground. You don't know where it is. You don't know how big it is. It could be the size of a basketball or a school bus. You don't know. So you don't recommend that either. Uh, yeah, I'm not liking that because regardless of how big it is, there will come a day when that fills up with silt and crap. Well, I've got a challenge here for you, Garth. Okay. Let's see how smart you are. All right. All right. So I have my rain gutter coming down the corner of my house. Uh-huh. And the place that this black extension would need to extend is right across the walkway of a gate entrance. Okay. So, in other words, to put it there, it's a tripping hazard. Now, that is why, uh-huh. even though I bought it once, I decided to return it without it putting it on. But the water is very close to the foundation. The rain gutter there got broken off, and so it's it's right, you know, within a foot or two of the foundation. And to extend it, takes it right across the walkway of the gate area. Right. And before I answer that question, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So I did an inspection for a guy who was a lawyer. Right. And I thought, going in, I thought, you know, lawyers don't scare me nearly like they used to. But at the time, I was terrified. Really? I thought, I need to make sure this is all double perfect because what if he, sues he can you? sue me for free. Right, exactly. So we had that scenario where you actually had a, a drain over a sidewalk. And I said, hey, you know, in the wintertime, and it was December at the time, you can have an icy spot here and uh, people can slip and fall. Right. So we finished the inspection. I find out later that after the inspection was done, his sister-in-law came over to take a look at the house. Mm-hmm. She slept and fell on this icy spot and broke her leg. <laughs> right then. <laughs> 
Wow. Um, that was tough. And I was grateful that I'd told him about that because I didn't want to get sued for the broken leg. Exactly. And I tell that story because, yeah, you don't want the water to be flowing over your sidewalk. No, there is no sidewalk because that's to the side garden. So it's a grassy area, but mm-hmm. it still could be a tripping hazard. So do I need to worry more about the tripping hazard or do I need to worry about more about that water running right next to my foundation? So what we're going to do is we're not going to create a, a tripping hazard. What we're going to do is we're going to bury that drain tube underground. You know, it doesn't have to be terribly deep. You've got to give the grass enough space so that it can still grow. Okay. So maybe you put it, I don't know, three, four inches down. Okay. And then, you know, you can do it to a blind sump. And this is a discussion I had with the guy the other day. He says, hey, what you're suggesting every contractor, what you're suggesting not be done, every contractor in the world is doing. Mm. And he was basically saying I was the crazy one. And, of course, I've always got an answer for that. Yes, I am crazy. But, you know, the reality is that a blind sump at some point is going to fill up with crap. And that point, the water that you're trying to drain is going to backflow towards the place where it came from, the rain gutter downspout. I see. And when it does that, and then you're going to have all the water that cannot drain is going to be ponding again right next to your foundation. Mm. So rather than do things that way, you're better off doing what I call a drain to daylight which means if you've got a hillside or a slope, you can just run the edge of the drain line out onto the grass if you want. Ah. Or a more elegant solution is to run it out and hook it up to what looks like a big impact sprinkler head, Mm. only there's no sprinkler in there. The water forces the cap to open a little bit, water drains out, and then the cap goes back down. Oh, nice. And that with, would be really professional looking. Yeah, that's a lot better way to do it because if you've got an open gap, that's where the rats are going to be living. Oh, yes. Hadn't thought of that either. <laughs> it's like a rat house. Yes. Tunnel. Nice yeah. warm plastic. You know, the sun attracts the heat. And, yeah. And I they, mean, the they only have to move out when it's heat. raining. So, yeah. We, yes. It's, it's nice to have a drain to daylight of some sort. Okay. Perfect. So well, you get the water. That. Perfect solution. Well away from the house. Nice. And then you're not having that sort of drama. I've seen people actually use the drain tubes, but then they run the drain tubes right next to the foundation. Yeah. See, that's my only other alternative other than to run it across this gateway. Yeah. That's the walkway. So I'm imagining this gateway. Yeah. Can you go under the gateway? I will have to dig up the sod or the grass, but yes. Yeah. So a little bit of time with a shovel and you're going under there and yeah, you don't want to create any tripping hazards. As a matter of fact, quite often what I will see is, you know, people will start off with good intentions and they'll be running that drainage tube on the surface and then they go to mow the lawn and they push it out of the way so Mm. that it's not on the lawn. And then they don't push it back. Right. And so now, again, you've got water that's just directed to a different place where it causes a different problem. Right. And I'm sure that would get in the way of my son mowing the lawn, which would not be a good thing. You know, I tell people that draining to a blind sump kind of gets them an A minus. And if they want the A, you got to drain to daylight. Okay. Okay. So as the homeowner, if you're going to be inspecting your drainage system, you just want to make sure that water drains well away. Or if you're okay being host to molds and termites, et cetera, and, you know, and feeling proud of yourself that you <laughs> have created this massive ecosystem where so many things can live in your home. You know, if you're that person, then you don't need to worry about any of the above. Garth is the master of sarcasm once in a while. <laughs> I think that would qualify. 
So, yeah, you want to make sure as you're walking around your home and, and you're doing your summer prep that you're staying on top of Beware that Beware of sort ecosystems of sometimes. <laughs> kind of reminds me of our spider story we talked about. Where, yeah. And I told this one to somebody two days ago. Actually, they hired me for a structural inspection mm. because their foundation wall was cracked about halfway up and it was in their basement. And it went from one wall to the other. And so this wall was actually bulging out. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was hired to be the structural guy. But based on what I saw, I told them that the bulge was caused by too much moisture on the other side of that foundation wall. Mm. And I verified that by pointing out all the spider webs that were on the other side of the wall. Right. And I says that because of these podcasts that we do, I and my experience as a home inspector, I've learned that where there's spider webs, there's spiders. Where there's spiders, there's bugs. Where there's bugs, there's stuff that bugs eat because it's wet. And if it's wet, then you have some other issues. Then that whole system reverses. Where it's wet, you have bugs, you have spiders, you have spiders' nests. Exactly. So the spider webs were actually something that I used as confirmation that we had too much water on the other side of that wall. So then the solution to, you know, my being hired as the structural engineer was, let's go find out where the water's coming from. Right. So I was able to not only give them the opinion on their structural foundation wall, but lessons on water and spiders and et cetera. Right. I where think, was that water coming from? Yeah, it, it was coming from, not surprisingly, it was coming from a downspout where we weren't drained away from the foundation. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was draining into the crawl space where it was not noticeable. There was no access to that crawl space. But I it was see. keeping this massive ecosystem going there. You had molds, you had bugs, you had spiders, you know, right. all of those sorts of things going on there. And you had structural damage. Wow. So, yeah, this is the reason why I have these experiences to tell is because I've been there and done that. Once. You have. So heed guard's advice and <laughs> heed it quickly so that you don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's helpful to just listen to a podcast as opposed to try and figure out what you're going to do about the structural issues, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah, have a choice. Yeah, just keep listening. Don't worry about your problems at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Choose between listening to me and Heidi or having your house fall down. Which yeah, one do you you're pick? you're going to have to shut off the podcast and go get some work done at some point, right? <laughs> Otherwise, we would be wasting our, our breath. Indeed. Okay, Heidi, let's build you a mansion, should we? Oh, gosh. We hadn't even talked about that yet. Let's do. Let's do. So we're going to make you, Heidi, the master of your mansion. Masteress. We don't want to make you the mistress, do we? Mastress of my mansion. That's in. I like that. We'll go for that. The mastress of her mansion. And <laughs> within Bora Bora still, or are we going somewhere else? Oh, I have not even thought about that today. So it's going to be somewhere in a tropical rainforest yes, because yes, uh, we are yes. doing our drainage system right. Uh, we've got a, a roof system that's not going to have any ice dam problems. Right. And I guess if we're in Bora Bora, we don't have any ice dam problems. We don't have. I uh, hope not. We're, we're keeping the raccoons out. And if we're in Bora Bora, we got to keep the monkeys out too. Ooh, and do the we have iguanas. Other monkeys in Bora Bora? I would think so. I spent some time in Costa Rica. We've got a lot of different kind of monkeys down there. Should, really? we, should we put your mansion in Costa Rica? Oh, we can try that. Right. Although I've heard they've got more water issues than Bora Bora. Uh, okay. Your new mansion is in Costa Rica. And... Only because I already have one in Bora Bora. <laughs> 
Now, if I had to choose between the two, it would, of course, be Bora Bora, but of course. just wait, for variety. Wait till you try Costa Rica. Just yeah. for variety. We'll go with Costa Rica today. All right. So you, Heidi, are now master of that mansion. And for more information, homemedicusa.com. You, the listener, are also master of your mansion, or masteress, as the case may the be. Masteress. And as for me, I think I will have a separate little bug ecosystem greenhouse out in the back away yeah. from the house and yeah away just, from the house you're not going to have your just home so be, i can honor uh, the friendly birds and bugs and spiders and let them have their own little birdhouse they can there. have their own space you're not going to make your mansion available to the uh, to the snakes no 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 okay well there you go i'll show my nature loving by having them a separate little abode yeah yeah her mansion has a separate abode <laughs> I'm thinking there also is a substantial difference between being the mattress and the mattress, right? <laughs> it's definitely, that's definitely, I was going to mention that. It sounds a little bit like mattress. <laughs> we want to clarify, it is mastress. 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 I'm going to have to go look that word up. Yes. Hopefully it's not a real a word. word that means some other weird word. thing. <laughs> okay. For more information, homemedicusa.com. Mm. Finally, and as always, be yourself. Only <laughs> Heidi is the mastress of her Only mansion. Heidi is the mastress of her Costa Rica mansion. Hi, this is Julian McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Have you ever wondered how to carry? <laughs> I have. Because mine weighs about 180. Yeah. Have you ever wondered how to care for your pets naturally, Julie? I sure have. <laughs> well, essential oils can be used in so many, such a variety of ways in caring for your pets. If you would like to know more about caring for your pets naturally, reach out to us at naturalsolutions.homemedicworld.com.